0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Comedy History 101. I am Harmon, and we are bringing you a brand spanking new episode today on the history of slipping on a banana peel. We've seen that happen. It's funny, right? Isn't it? What kind of shoes would you make out of bananas? Slippers? We know the joke. Before we jump into the episode, hey everyone, take some time to subscribe, subscribe, rate, and like us on iTunes. Just do it. That's all we really ask. And without further ado... You're
1: stupid. Everybody's so Good thing about doing comedy in Russia you have captured audience. you Everybody's
0: Comedy
1: History
0: 101. So Woody Allen here is unzipping a giant banana.
1: Yep.
0: Here comes a man.
1: But he's angry.
0: He's about to run away with said banana. Yeah. He is slipping on gigantic banana peel. They sped up the footage a bit. Um and then I think he goes on to other fruits and vegetables. Yeah, there's so, a uh, bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what you just heard there was a clip from the classic Woody Allen movie *Sleeper*, in which Woody Allen is trying to steal a giant banana uh, and unsuccessfully does so because he keeps slipping on the gigantic banana peel. Mm. And yes, 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 indeed, you've tuned into another episode of *Comedy History 101*. Where we school you in comedy. I, of course, am Harmon Leon. We have been off for a while. With me, of course, Scott Kalanico. Scott, how, how have you been enjoying your time off from Comedy hey, History 101? Hey, oh, It was
1: good. I, I'm doing really well. Whoa, Harmon, I slipped. You slipped on what? A banana peel. Man, Whoa. they're slippery. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, because uh, uh, banana peels are a comedy. It's Would you call it a comedy trope? It's a comedy trope. So. Yeah,
1: the kids like using the word trope. Uh, I'll go along with the kids.
0: Oh, first of all, Scott, two first. Uh, uh, first, this is the first time we've had a two-year anniversary of our podcast comedy history. Oh my god, the
1: first, our first ever two-year anniversary.
0: Actually, I think we're a little bit over it, maybe, <laughs> Like, but we've been off for a while, so I, okay. I do believe... So, firmly, we've been going two years strong.
1: Wow. Two years strong, man. It's almost like yesterday when we started.
0: Yeah, it was almost like two years ago when we started... Yeah. <laughs> It almost seems like yesterday. Second, second thing. Uh, this is a first is this is the first time that this was um, this episode on the history of slipping on banana peels is actually a request by one of our listeners.
1: Oh, really? Who was that?
0: Uh, uh, OK, a, a listener in Minneapolis, Minnesota, who goes by the name Shane Schmidt. Uh, he he I'll, I'll paraphrase I'll paraphrase his request. He said, uh, Scott Harmon, I am a huge <laughs> fan of your podcast. Oh, man. A huge okay. fan. But I've been wondering, could you possibly do an episode on the history of slipping on a banana peel? Well, Shane, well, yep. your wishes come true.
1: because Oh, this, my God. This so, is like we're giving out wishes. We're like Oprah now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Scott, guess what this episode's on?
1: Uh, slipping on banana. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The the it's on the history of slipping on a banana peel. And you too. Uh, and just by as a little footnote, uh, you too, the other listeners of our podcast. If you have a request for a future episode that we should dive into, how how can they contact us, Scott?
1: Well, Harmon, you know they can go to our website, which is you know. Obviously enough, entitled uh, ComedyHistory101.com. You can go right there, you can drop us an email, there's a little email button. We've actually been getting quite a few emails lately, so that's pretty cool. Um, you can also tweet out to us, and this is a little trickier, right, mm. Harmon?
0: Uh, tweet, yeah, you gotta put like hashtags and at symbols.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah but we're ComHist101, is that correct? Uh, you, That is correct. Exactly. Uh, okay. All right. Cool. That's what we are. It's a little because Comedy History 101 was too long, too long to fit into Twitter. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. So why don't you come over and friend us if you're out there and want to keep in touch with the latest comedy stylings of Comedy History 101.
0: Exactly. So, Scott, I'm going to put a scenario out to you. Okay. Let's yeah. say it's it's the early 20th century and uh, you are you you Scott Colonico, earliest twentieth century version of you. You're you're going to the Vaudeville House for a good okay. evening of vaudevillian comedy. Hey, out- I'm
1: a grandpa Colonico. <laughs> I'm going to the watch a show. <laughs> I just got off the boat from a Napoli. Yeah, so you go and on stage
0: is a vaudevillian comedian. He pulls out a particular type of fruit. And, and, and what is that tip, typical kind of fruit? And what does he do with it?
1: Well, um, <laughs> let's see. We Let take a stab here. I believe, I would <laughs> guess that would be a banana. And what he would do would be to peel the banana, eat the banana, and then discard the banana peel uh, in the street.
0: That's right. It's right, um, and, and we, the audience, laugh. And you know why we laugh, Scott? Because we are exhibiting, uh, and you live in you live in Berlin. We are exhibiting. What shall we say it on three? One, One two, two, three.
1: three schroder <laughs> Yeah, Schraden
0: Yeah, Schraden Yeah. Schraden yeah. Schraden. So we are laughing at the misfortune of others. And in fact, uh, Mel Brooks kind of summed up uh, the, the whole comedy theory behind laughing at someone slipping on a banana peel, which is tragedy is when I get a hang now. Comedy is when someone else falls into an open sewer and dies. Oh, no Brooks. Ooh, took a dark turn there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's actually the actual, uh, if I get close to the pronunciation, it's schadenfreude, and that's when you take joy in the misery of others or the mm-hmm. misfortune of others, yeah.
0: That's right. Do you know, and, and, I, and, I, and I sense that's a whole comedy episode in itself.
1: The history of how that word came
0: about, uh, that I can't pronounce well, but, uh, the history of laughing at the misfortune of others. But I guess this episode is a subsect of that. So Scott, Uh, there's a crazy origin story on, uh, first, um, Why comedians of old timey comedians with their old timey mustaches, you know, moving in fast motion in their silent movies, (laughs) um, started uh, uh, using um, slipping on a banana peel as a trope. Um, Oddly enough, you know, bananas weren't were like back in like 1876 were considered an exotic fruit. It's like, okay, let's say it's the 1896 Philadelphia World Fair. And right. that's where sort of bananas uh, first were introduced to the United States. They were considered a, de- a delicacy, and they sold in old timey money for ten cents a piece. Oh man, okay. Do do, right. do, do do you have the calculator to figure out how I much don't. that? Ma- I do not. Yeah, that's uh, okay. I don't either. Okay. But I'm gonna take a stab. That's gonna be roughly one hundred dollars
1: a yeah, banana. Yeah, that's gonna be like that. you have to open a bank account to buy a banana. I think.
0: No, it's probably but like equivalent to maybe like five dollars or something. I don't know. That's uh we're not that specialist of a podcast. But they they were so exotic. They were served wrapped in tin foil and eaten, house Scott? with a knife uh, and, t- and a and
1: fork. Hold on, I started going down the uh, the yeah. Go ahead. One dollar. I got it. I have the answer. So one dollar in eighteen eighty five. Ten cents. Our, uh oh! Ten cents. So ten cents in eighteen eighty five. Would be worth yeah, approximately about five bucks.
0: Yeah, for one banana.
1: One banana, that's pretty expensive.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, on another podcast, I believe God, what, oh, what podcast was it? I can't remember. Maybe backstory that people would actually come up to the banana plant and actually poke it because it was like they just didn't know what it was. So it was like a big hit <laughs> yeah. of the yeah. 1876 uh, Philadelphia World Fair. Fair. But yeah. but things changed with the banana. Uh, and we have to do a little backstory into the history of the banana to make you understand, you know, why it became a comedy trope as it is. And I do believe I will probably use the word trope in this podcast, I, I think, a good 20 to 25 times.
1: Uh, yeah. You want to keep you know. count? <laughs> no, I think we'll let our listeners do that. And I guess whoever, who, whoever sent it in, they'll, they'll win a copy of your latest book.
0: Oh, that's right—the one that's coming out in July. Tribe spotting, uh, undercover yeah. uh, culture stories. Yeah, right. available on Amazon. Pre-order today. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it wasn't until like uh, shortly after the United Fruit Company uh, sort of colonized uh, South and Central America region, uh, you know, uh, by importing uh, bananas to the United States, and thus the term uh, "banana republic." Uh, do you know the of Did you know that was the origin of a banana public where where a region is very dependent on one resource? And in this term, it was bananas. It was uh, importing bananas to the United States was keeping a lot of these uh, regions sort of going.
1: Or, or in some cases, if the region wasn't performing as we thought they would, we would kind of install our own government in there. That's kind of also what the, it kind of means a corrupt, corrupt government. Yeah.
0: Ah, and which they could hear about more on our other podcast. This is the President, our political That's right. podcast. That's right. A- available, a- available on iTunes. To subscribe That's today. Right today. <laughs> <laughs> so, so United Fruit Company uh, popularized the banana in the United States, and no longer were people buying them for ten cents a piece eating them wrapped in tinfoil and with a knife and fork uh-uh no no <laughs> they, they became like kind of like okay so um in hipster terms uh back in the day they became uh, uh bananas became a popular
1: street food oh man street street bananas <laughs> They're kind of like the Destro- detroit style pizza of the 1850s huh Oh, don't, don't
0: mock Detroit-style pizza is actually really good.
1: I like it, too. I love well, it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mustard,
0: uh, on d- different crust. Interesting yeah. crust.
1: Uh, yeah. Very crunchy. Mm-hmm.
0: So they became a popular street food. You know, probably served in, uh, hor- you know, instead of, like, you know, uh, street food trucks, do they probably just have, like, horse-drawn carriage Chipsters for selling the yeah, bananas <laughs>
1: with twirl twirly mustaches the twirly mustaches remains to this day
0: yeah yeah so in the early uh, 19th century a man named carl b frank began importing panamanian bananas to new york and it quickly caught on and okay so these are cheap we like these bananas and what would people do with their banana peels for god's sake scott
1: they would just throw them into the street harman if you could believe it a banana peel in the street
0: Yeah, and so, you know, you might not think one banana pail, that's going to cause people to slip. But these are like bananas that were like rotting away in the New York summer sun. Uh, They were slime covered and they became a potential and often fatal booby trap. Yeah, and you
1: know what, uh, Harmon, I was reading a lot of these cities, they would just kind of have, they would turn pigs loose in the street to go around and eat all the uh, garbage. That was kind of like their their early sanitation back in the day.
0: Oh, I didn't know that Trump had relatives back then. Ha, ha, <laughs> ha, 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 Oh, ha, yeah, don't get too political. Don't get, this is the no, apolitical no, podcast.
1: This is probably a- family-friendly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so anyways, um, we have a bunch of articles here that were written back in the day that kind of uh, 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 spelled out the foibles of of having these banana peels uh, in the street. Uh, The first earliest reference was in 1854 in the, do you know how to pronounce this? The Thibodeau Minerva, I think that's like uh, a newspaper in Louisiana. Uh,
1: Thibodeau, yeah, Thibodeau Minerva Louisiana paper. Yeah,
0: yeah, so they actually... uh, Pend a joke if you step on a piece of banana peel and slip and dislocate your ankle in front of a doctor's office. Don't entertain the idea that the MD put it there and hopes that someone would break his limbs and give him a job. scooby doo bop ba I don't know, whatever I think the catch need
1: is. needs need to be more in old-timey voices, maybe.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, do you want to take the next one? Like, this is the a Passover service? And,
1: well, uh, this is, um... <laughs> Uh, and so, for example, Harmon to see to show you how prevalent and how far back this goes. Back in 1861, children were being—that's like right when the Civil War started. Children ah, were yeah. being warned in a Sunday school paper against throwing their banana. Banana on a sidewalk, and in this Sunday school paper, it told the door. It told the dire story about a man who slipped on a banana peel, broke his leg, had to have it amputated, lost his job, and wound up in the poorhouse with his wife and children. The story concludes with this line. Now, do an old timey voice. Yeah. <clears throat> now you wonder why I don't. Now you wonder why I say don't throw orange or banana peel on the sidewalk. Oh, that's yeah. That was more yeah. like a
0: Teddy Roosevelt. So this is eighteen sixty one. Maybe
1: like nineteen ten, maybe.
0: It was very uh, uh, <laughs> Rooseveltian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. But um, but we the point made is like um, right. basically if you, you slip on a banana peel, um, you'll end up in the poorhouse.
1: Right. Yeah. It's horrible, dude.
0: Yeah, so in, 18, eight, in 1880, Harper's Weekly um, also jumped in and published a kind of... They, they attributed to slipping on banana peels to uh, xenophobia. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> what? So, huh? but, yeah, so instead of saying uh, build that wall about uh, immigrants, um, Harper's Weekly in 1880 published a cartoon in which the first panel labeled cause in parentheses, showed an Irishman munching on a banana and discarding the peel on the sidewalk. And in front of him is a top-hatted cane-twilling gentleman. Think of the guy on the Monopoly board. And the second panel, labeled a fact, the gentleman is being carried away on a stretcher.
1: Now, I was trying to find out some kind of reference for this. Like, I want to know like how we could tell he was an Irish guy.
0: Yeah. Um, well, first of all, they hated Irish people back in the days, right. you course, know, before, yeah. like, you know, Trump said, uh, you know, our immigrant hate should be steered at brown people. Um, right. but look at history um, in the 1800s. It was it was that kind of uh, xenophobic anger was centered at the Irish.
1: Yeah. No Irish need apply.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, again, it was like a a, a, a racist. A xenophobic sort of uh, uh, slant uh, against the Irish.
1: Mm, oh boy. Okay. Well, um, these. I mean, they're not just that funny, Harmon. Because they're also kind of deadly. I and mean, maybe you're. This happened in your neck of the woods, so I'm thinking that maybe you could do some research on. them What? What?
0: You mean? But uh, oh. unless you think Fradischoißen <laughs> deadly Fradischoißen is funny.
1: <laughs> no. No. I'm just. Saying, no, no. Go ahead. Is, this is an accident that happened in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. Are you ready for this?
0: I live in Brooklyn, New York.
1: Yeah, so listen to this. Yeah. The, Washington, the Washington Times reported that on November 1st, 1917, Jacob Bopp, a chauffeur of Brooklyn, slipped on a banana peel and died within a few minutes of a fracture of the skull. Ooh. Yeah. So, that's not, you know, it's no laughing matter.
0: Yeah, and it goes on and on. 1902, St. Louis City Council outlawed throwing or casting banana rinds on public throwaways. Um, Yeah, we already got this one. So to combat it, like uh, you mentioned, Scott, they would put wild pigs roaming the streets. (laughs) That soon, which would present the problem of hiding your children from the wild pigs roaming the streets.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it turned into a problem. It's like the Warriors, but with pigs.
0: Yeah, and so according to the book, and this is actually a book, Banana, um, uh, Semicolon: The Fate of Fruit That Changed the World by Dan Culple. Uh, the banana epidemic in New York City was solved by a public agency headed by a former Civil War, Civil War colonel uh, who organized a fleet of uniform workers known as the White Wings to
1: sweep the streets of New York. Oh, man. Hey, Harmon, before we get into the world of comedy, um, being that I am here in Berlin and in East mm-hmm. Berlin, they kind of have a history with a the banana. They're, like, very big into banana juice here. Yeah. A banana juice? Okay. Yeah, banana uh, I've, juice I've, I've, is good. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, well, I've got, um, a, I've, got a, yep. I've got a Cold War joke for you about bananas. Who's there? No, no, okay, okay. Oh, that's
0: our, that's our last episode on the history of the knock-knock joke. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, by the way, uh, check out on iTunes. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, oh, no, that's the history of uh, <laughs> why okay. the chicken crossed the road. Um, out, uh, yeah, anyways, yeah. So go <laughs> ahead or keep it uh, in. How, how do you, there. How
1: do you yeah. in Berlin, how do you tell which way is east?
0: Um, by the way, your banana's pointed?
1: <laughs> you put a banana on top of the wall. Wherever the d- banana disappears to, that's east.
0: Ah. That's a joke. Yeah, oh, okay. All right. All right. Not applicable now. Nope. Not at all. You put you put a banana on top of the wall and whatever way David Hasselhoff eats it when he's tearing <laughs> down the wall the, and opening freed up the, freedom. The that's yes. yeah. <laughs> what was the song he sang up there? Freedom. It was called Freedom?
1: I think so, yeah. Oh, all right. David yeah. Hasselhoff. <laughs> yeah.
0: Haven't heard from him for a while.
1: No, he's kind of <laughs> busy doing stuff.
0: So anyway, Scott, we have this history uh, leading up to just sort of the uh, uh, cultural climate and, and, and uh, centered around uh, the banana. But um, in the early 1900s, the banana peel um, entered the world of comedy. And I know okay. the listeners were thinking, well, how? thank God. No, how? Yeah. And thank God this, uh, this is a comedy history podcast, thank God you're putting a correlation and tie into the world of comedy of this topic so far.
1: <laughs> hey, so, Yeah, Scott, go ahead. I have an update. I have an update on mm. the um, on the price of a banana. Yes. So $0. $0.10 in 1886 is actually $2.70 in 2019.
0: Oh, yeah, but still expensive for, yeah, a, expensive maybe for a banana. Yeah, maybe they were factoring in the cost of the knife and fork and (laughs) tinfoil, which they had to wrap it in.
1: Yeah, because tinfoil was probably expensive back then.
0: Yeah. Or, uh, you know, just being there was still a British influence, maybe it was aluminium foil.
1: Aluminium foil. Continue. (laughs) Continue.
0: So, Scott, in the 20th century... Da 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 da. The banana right. enters vaudeville. Why, we're in the 20th century. Why, I oughta. So slipping and falling gags in vaudeville uh, became uh, you know widely popular. You know, I you know, I guess you know it's the origins of slapstick, which later uh, you know resonated. Well, we'll talk to him about later resonated, but you know, in the movies of Max Senate into uh, slapstick. So um, Vaudevillian comedians would adopt on stage slipping on a banana peel. But they actually said there was a there's actually a theory uh, behind that. I read two stories. One said this this story isn't true. The other said uh, didn't do any fact checking and said it was true that uh, slipping on a banana peel, like if you're doing a vaudeville skit and you're on the city streets, it was actually a replacement for uh, dog poop on stage. So yeah. when you have a you know comedian slipping on a banana peel, you couldn't really you know manifest our You know, from a large theater of slipping on uh, dog poop on stage. So thus, a brightly colored banana peel took the place of dog shit.
1: Yeah. So there.
0: (laughs) You don't buy that theory? No. (laughs) It could be. Could be not. It could be there was another uh, branch of Vaudevillian comedians that also did that.
1: Yeah, no, I'm skeptical.
0: Like uh, dog shit, uh, Smithers <laughs> 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 from from the old music hall days. Right. Oh, okay. But Scott, there was actually one comedian who became the most famous vaudevillian comedian uh, who who slipped on banana peels, and I, oh, I, I've I've seen a poster of him. He was okay. called Sliding Billy Watson. Wow, okay, all right. And not to be confused with another competing vaudevillian who is named Billy Beef Trust Watson. Wow. (laughs) But sliding uh, Billy Watson, I I don't know if he was... Uh, You know, uh, the inventor of sleeping on the banana peel pratfall, but uh, he's credited for it. And he became the first uh, uh, famous comedian known for slipping on a banana peel in the vaudeville days. And he was sometimes, uh, because of his slipping on the banana peel, was nicknamed the Flying Dutchman.
1: Oh, dear. Okay. Was he Dutch, though? Do we know that?
0: Uh, Watson, really kind of not a very Dutch. Doesn't sound
1: that Dutch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pretty kind of English. Yeah. So, yeah, so his trick was uh, he would, you know, present a scene of a man struggling to maintain his balance after slipping on a banana peel. Uh, this inspired sliding act brought him great fame in the 1900s.
1: Mm, good for him. Yeah,
0: anything you want to interject on uh, sliding Billy well, he Watson? Did have a,
1: he, did, he did have a funny story. Um, he had a quote that he said. Um, I'll try to do my old-timey voice again. <clears throat> yeah. Believe me, he said, I'd never go past a banana peel on the sidewalk now without being inclined to take off my hat and bow to it in a spirit of reverence.
0: Yeah, but he's probably saying that because he kind of made his mark by yeah. being known as the guy who slips on a uh, banana, the banana peel.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, so he wasn't the only uh, vaudevillian comedian, uh, you know, incorporating the banana peel in his act. Obviously, um, there was another vaudevillian comedian named Cal Stewart, who incorporated a ton of banana peel jokes into his act uh, routine as a character called Uncle Josh.
1: Uncle Josh, okay.
0: But by 1909, even before, uh, you know, uh, the banana peel gag made its way into cinema, uh, Variety wrote a story uh, called How Jokes Are Made and declared that the banana peel slipping gag was already hack.
1: Yeah. You know what? You know what they wrote, Harmon? Uh,
0: please do tell.
1: <laughs> I don't have to read an old timey voice as an like old timey reporter. How about, how, about, how about a
0: future yeah. robot voice?
1: No, 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 <laughs> Those two, that's, the slipping. that's That's going to blow everyone's minds. No, but yeah. what a Variety wrote was that um, in 1909, again to remind everyone, uh, quote to Variety quote, the slipping on a bana- banana peel episode has now been so done to death by the funny papers that it is now tabooed, now entirely as too old, and that's in 1909. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So there's, like, uh, one of the articles we read, there was a series of, like, kind of one-panel cartoons uh, involving, you know, people that sort of look like Mutt and Jeff, (laughs) (laughs) old-timey cartoon characters (laughs) slipping on banana peels with, you know, a one-panel sort of gag. Yeah. But, like, anything that's hack... The movies were soon awaiting. Oh, Ooh. my God. Okay, yeah. Do you like that do you like that, that? That teaser into I would say that we're rounding into act three of our uh, yeah. <laughs> story of the, the history of the banana peel. So um, I was reading this. M- OK, first of all, Scott, I'm yeah. going to say our readers are going to have to write a lot of angry letters and emails to mental floss. Why is that? Well, so I was reading this Mental Floss article on the history of slipping on a banana peel. And they said, Mental Floss, that the gag first appeared in the Harold Lloyd silent comedy, 1917 silent comedy, The Flirt, where Harold Lloyd is sitting in a restaurant. His character is diligently peeling a banana. He tosses it on a floor and a snooty waiter walks by and slips and drops his tray and humor ensues. Right. Sorry, Mental Floss, not true. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> in, in, in 1905, the, 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 the gag was first sort of uh, uh, captured on film when Crescent Film Company released a series of everyday scenes, including one called What a Banana Peel Would Do, 1905. Wow, so the, that's like not 1917.
1: No, that's 10 year, 12 years before.
0: That's right. So that was, that's 12 years of slipping on banana peels captured on
1: cinema. Uh, just to, to keep along, let's go move forward just a couple of years to 1914, which is still before 1917, Mental Floss. Mm. Um, so uh, an article in the Moving Picture World um, trade magazine or magazine um, quoted as saying as... Uh, creation of comic types and the life in the making of situations which rouse laughter <laughs> without the f- fatal banana peel and the seltzer bottle marked the coming of new kinds of comic film. So <clears throat> here we have 1914, which is that before 1917, Harmon? Would that be correct?
0: Um, Yeah, I think that's three years before right. Mental Floss said the first gag was captured in cinema.
1: And then to put one more nail in the, the cough of mental floss magazine um also two 19- two
0: more there's two more two more Th- two more yeah okay, two, two more, more nails all,
1: 19 one more first nail uh, 1914 film called uh, fatty and the shyster lawyer okay um, first yeah, of all no. let's let's <laughs> let's
0: let uh, can we put a full stop right here a full halt full stop yeah. i mean period yes. i'm doing the english full full stop uh what do you think? There's some <laughs> ethnic
1: stereotypes there's going my, on, and fatty and the be. shyster lawyer, yeah. also also body shaming, dude. It's not being body positive if they call this guy fatty.
0: And also, uh, the star of Fatty and the Shyster Lawyer was not uh, silent film star f- and soon to be disgraced silent film star Fatty Arbuckle. No, oh,
1: not, it was this
0: was, help? yeah, it's a different fatty.
1: Oh wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, So just in in summer. Across the board. Yeah, and uh, I don't. I can almost picture how they would depict the shyster lawyer, and it's (laughs) not good at all.
1: No, it's not. (laughs) Let's move on to something good. But I do like. Yeah. Yeah. But the the
0: the premise of that, uh, which is pre, was fatty slips on a banana peel, awaiting for a streetcar, Uh, and then rival lawyers sent business
1: yeah so that and the the nail nail name of that firm is steel and gouge, which is which is nice,
0: yeah, yeah, so anyway, just and then here was the first thing I came across when researching this to put the final nail in mental floss's uh coffin. Uh, 1915, Charlie Chaplin. You know, so we we haven't heard of those other movies, but in 1915, Charlie Chaplin had a silent movie called By the Sea, uh, in which he has a great um, slipping on a banana peel gag. He eats the banana, he tosses it over his shoulder, he goes to walk away, he slips. Two two years before Mental Floss said Harold Lloyd's first the flip.
1: Uh Oh, Mental Floss, you're going to get so many angry letters from our oh, listeners. Oh,
0: yeah. By, by, by the time that Mental Floss said the first comedy gag of uh, slipping on a Banana Peel took place, you know, it was already sort of hack.
1: I'm already tired of it.
0: So, yeah, again, it became like a, a well-known trope in the silent comedy world. Buster Keaton heightened the gag. And this is actually a very funny clip. And this actually shows it was kind of hack. In, in his film High Sign in 1921, um, Buster Keaton is walking down the street. Um, he sees a banana peel. He walks over it, and he doesn't uh, slip. And he makes a funny, I, I think it was like some sort of like funny high sign, you yeah. know, kind of like. Do wh- the, cam- what what the camera. Yeah, yeah. What what does that mean that high sign? It's kind of like uh, uh,
1: just like ah, I got you.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like I got you sort of sign. Yeah. So he does that after walking over banana peel, not seeing the second banana peel which he slips on.
1: Yeah, that's so there you go. So it's kind of in meta.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And in, earlier in that, it's actually kind of a funny thing where uh Buster Keaton uh, there's a police officer on the corner and he takes his and first of all, you couldn't do this Tell me how many ways you what would happen if he Buster Keaton did this in 2019. Um, he sees a police officer. He takes the gun out of his holster and replaces it with a banana. What would happen to Buster what? Keaton if he did that
1: in no, 2019? He'd be going to jail. He'd be shot, man. No, he'd be
0: shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then, then uh, the, the police officer later and why there's a banana peel on the sidewalk is um, there's, a, there's a, a, a crook, a no good Nick looking type. So the police officer pulls out his what he thinks is his gun oh God, and it's the gonna banana gonna... and, and the, the, the no good Nick takes the banana and eats it
1: oh in front man. of the cop
0: and then tosses the banana peel on the sidewalk, which later Buster Keaton encounters.
1: Oh, so but the, the 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 crook, the no good nick doesn't slip on it.
0: No, no, but Buster Keaton he walks over it, gives the high sign, then slips on the other one.
1: Okay, all right.
0: Yeah, and later, you know, he in nineteen twenty eight in his movie The Cameraman, he Buster Keaton does another uh you know slip on the banana peel again. I don't know what we have at that. In nineteen twenty six though, Harold Lloyd did a great take on Slipping on the Banana Peel. Again, it's like a, a comedy trope. So it's like these great comedians of the time, you know, like Buster Keaton, Harold Lloyd and Charlie Chaplin. They would try to reinvent the Slipping on a Banana Peel gag. So this one has hanging from a, a bus uh, you know, doing an acrobatic sort of stunt, hanging from the bus, and he actually slips on a banana peel that's on the hood of the bus while it's 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 moving. It's kind of like he's kind of like the the Jackie Chan of his time.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I've seen that clip.
0: But do you, do you see um, Laurel and Hardy in the 1927 uh, uh, film Battle of the Century?
1: Well, in that case, Harmon, the uh, banana peel trick is just the impetus for. As you would assume from the title, there is a big battle, but because it's Laurel and Hardy, it is a it's a pie fight. It's a pie fight battle.
0: Yeah, so basically the gag is a guy who works at a pie shop. He's walking in, he slips on a banana peel that I think Laurel throws on on the on the sidewalk, and but they still have the the actual banana in their hand, and they just do a great physical gag of. Switching off, like, Hardy <laughs> keeps handing it to Laurel. He, he thinks it is in his hand. It always sort of ends up in uh, Hardy's hand. Hal Roach, man. Yeah, he fucked over uh, Laurel and Hardy, by the way, financially. Basically, uh, Hal Roach sort of fucked him over, which is... Uh, uh, so they had to go on the road, like, the year before, like, Hardy died to go, yeah. like, play music halls in the U.K., but it's just, okay. yeah, it's just like they were just like completely forgotten in history, yeah. you know, up until yeah.
1: television came about. Right, exactly. Yeah, but they um, I just uh, no, wanted to point out, Harmon, that the uh, pie shop in the uh, Laurel and Hardy banana slipping gag uh, movie, uh, it's actually called Ye Old Pie Shop, spelled a ah. timey.
0: Yeah, yeah, old-timey spelling. Um, Just another footnote, and again, yes, we will do a history. Yeah, let's do a history of Laurel and Hardy as it parallels, you know, that chapter from the Laurel and Hardy movie. But, uh, you know, interesting tidbit, I I do believe it's some crazy stat like 65% or over 65% of Laurel and Hardy's movies were silent movies.
1: Really? Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, we think of them in the modern era, but they were just, like, cranking out those silent movies, you know? You would do, like, a few, like, in a week.
1: Yeah, the one-readers.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, Scott, it kind of brings us up to uh, what we covered at the top of the show, which is, what what year did uh, Woody Allen's Sleeper come out?
1: Uh, That was 73.
0: Yeah, which which brings back uh, Woody Allen again, Much like, uh, you know, uh, Buster Keaton and Laurel and Hardy and Harold Lloyd, they're always trying to reinvent the comedy trope of slipping on a banana peel. And Woody Allen did just the same. You know, again, Sleeper is like a big homage to silent films because they have those long sequences just set to music. Mm -hmm. And it's just all physical comedy where, um, you know, Woody Allen is... Thrust into the future, and he's trying to steal some organic food of like a banana, like twice his size. Um, he unpeels it, and he gets chased, and he ends up slip, slipping on the geni- the gigantic banana peel.
1: Yeah, it's 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 wacky, as you would yeah.
0: say. Yeah, anything you've seen in in, in modern history of uh, people slipping on banana peels?
1: No, I was just trying to in think films? about that. I was trying to think of what other movie that we could have banana. Maybe, you know what, Harmon? You know who might be able to help us?
0: Ghostbusters? No,
1: our <laughs> listeners. Our listeners. They could oh, like,
0: how can they do that?
1: <laughs> they could tweet to us. They could email us. They could go to our website and fill in the contact form. If they think of a movie that they, there's a banana that we forgot, we'll be sure mm. to mention them on the air
0: or we should make the movie uh a banana which we forgot.
1: <laughs> what?
0: That that should be a movie.
1: Like the movie so, title. Yeah. The banana yeah. which we forgot. A banana too far.
0: Yeah. Right. So Scott, Scott, this whole myth yeah. though, this whole myth, why do not why okay, so in the 1900s it was such a big ordeal of people walking down a city street, slipping on a banana peel. Some of them would end up dying or in the poorhouse, losing all their children. What? Why don't we see, in modern day, why don't we see people slipping on banana peels?
1: Well, I mean, it's interesting, Harmon. We got a couple of... Um, well, of course, the Mythbusters, Mythbusters guys covered this one back in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and they... Decided They did some testings with a number of different uh, banana peels. They said they were definitely slippery, but Mm -hmm. it was kind of hard to just take a bad fall on just a single peel, as you would see in some of these movies. Um, They said it's probably not likely to happen by accident. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, and one of our other favorite podcasts, How Stuff Works. No, um, that's uh, Stuff You Should Know on the How Stuff Works uh, network. But but we still love How (laughs) Stuff Works, too, as well.
0: Yeah, um, though I don't listen as much as often as right, I used to. Yeah, But, no. you know, uh, so they a good propose podcast.
1: that there's friction between the, friction determines the actual likelihood of one slipping on a banana. For example, less friction, but the less friction between a foot and a peel in question, the more one is likely to slip. Mm. So, but the thing they point out is that uh, everybody has like you know the sneakers and the and the tennis shoes and stuff with like anti slip soles kind of mm-hmm. those are basic now. So it's kind of designed with wrists like that in mind, so people aren't as likely to slip on a banana peel as like, ah, in the old so, timey days. Yeah, old timey
0: days when life. everyone wore flip flops,
1: flip flops and well,
0: <laughs> my wooden my wooden um, <laughs> Dutch shoes. Whoa. <laughs> no.
1: My leather bottom sole shoes yeah, yeah. with nails in the sole. The but Scott,
0: Scott, there, there, there is one particular uh, reason why we don't see people on a daily basis slipping on discarded banana peels I'm is, are you ready for your mind to be blown? Okay, I'm ready. The bananas, get this, that we eat, Today, are you with me? Are you with yeah, me? I'm following. I'm going. Words, the same bananas as we have today.
1: Whoa! Oh, really? Interesting. And what? What? Can you go into that a little bit deeper?
0: Yeah. So, um, and again, I recently heard. Maybe I think it was the same podcast I heard on uh, about how this was the big exotic hit at the Philadelphia World's Fair. But the bananas we eat today are a variety called. Cavendish, but in the 19th century up until the 1950s, the common variety of bananas that we eat were called Gros Michel or Gros Michael, a sweeter, creamier, and of course, more slippery variety of banana.
1: Ah, okay. All right. So the bananas were slipperier.
0: Yeah, yeah. And again, this is like sort of how the uh, I mean, I, I forgot like the context of this, but it's like sort of when you invest in one particular strand of a uh, horticulture right. uh, and in a particular disease uh, can come in and, and, and wipe out that whole strand, which is the case of what happened in 1950, a devastating strand of, of Panama disease spread through the be- the banana plantations of Central and South America almost destroying the Gros Michel variety altogether.
1: Ooh, wow. Uh, uh, growers. Uh, special ha- differentiation. How about that? Yeah. And point?
0: so growers had to switch to the Cavendish variety, oh. which we have today. Almost perhaps a blessing that there's less slipping.
1: So maybe in the Woody Allen, because that was even another 200 years in the future. Mm. You know, maybe he shouldn't have been slipping at all.
0: Yeah, or maybe his shoes weren't. Uh, yeah, maybe he, didn't. Modern he had robot shoes, yeah.
1: shoes on. They probably had like they were metal.
0: Yeah. So, Scott, any other takeaways from the history of slipping on a banana peel?
1: Um, that's interesting that that pigs used to roam the streets cleaning up bananas. I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> bananas and other discarded fruit rinds. Yeah. I wonder when uh, how, how why they how that got stopped. What? <laughs> the the pigs, pigs like Yeah. Yeah, suddenly, you know, there had to be a day when there's pigs and then a day when no pigs.
1: Yeah, all of a sudden the pigs stopped. Yeah, that would have been the day the pigs stopped, dude. That was a that be Well,
0: normal. I think it's just like one of those uh, you know, uh apples, uh, oranges sort of quandaries with you know, all the benefits you get from pigs eating discarded food rides is offset by the amount of pig shit on the city streets, which yeah, it was like, causes like, greater slipping.
1: Yeah, it's like New York. Apparently, like in Manhattan, they used to get all their water, like the drinking water from the city, like in the old timey days from like some right? kind of like swamp that was like on Manhattan somewhere. Oh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, and now we get it from the Pocono Mountains. Why That's our bad, water man. is so good. Tasty. Yeah, so I think uh first of all, thank you, our listener Shane Schmidt, for bringing up uh doing an episode on the history of slipping on banana peels. And again, and what, what do you
1: have? What do you have for Shane?
0: Uh we have a a copy of uh your new movie. sudden birth which is being shown at film festivals around the country as we speak
1: but how about your book dude it's not even it's more portable
0: oh yeah we could get shane a, a copy of my my new book which is coming out july 21st uh tribe spotting undercover culture stories uh For sure. And if you want to suggest an idea and get a copy of my new book, which hasn't even been released yet, you know, once again, drop us a line at ComedyHistory101.com and all the social medias are easy to find. And with that, Scott, I think it's time to plug away. All right.
1: Well, thank you, Harmon. As you mentioned, yes, I do have a film that uh, Harman produced, uh, I wrote and directed. It's a documentary short entitled Everything You Want to Know About Sudden Birth, But We're Afraid to Ask. Um, kind of an oral history of one of the worst police officer training films ever made. Uh, believe it or not, it is funny. Um, but this week, this weekend, actually, we're showing up in your area, Harmon. We're showing at the Montclair International Film Festival over there in New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> next week, we'll be at the Maryland Film Festival and then the Chicago Film Festival and then re-wrapping up the month of May at the Mountain Film Festival out in Telluride, Colorado, with plenty more places after that.
0: Nice, man. They like you in Colorado. That'll be your third showing in, nice. in the Rocky nice.
1: Mountains. Yeah, it was nice. Nice out there. So uh, uh, pretty cool. And then we just, we just got uh, word that we will be showing at the uh, Rooftop Film Festival there in New York City. And I think if people are lucky enough, you might be able to meet Harmon in person. Oh, when is that? Uh it's not until they don't really have a date yet. It's in the, during the summer sometime.
0: Oh cool. Yeah, and probably we could give away some tickets or something like that to people who comment yeah. like us and 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 uh uh subscribe on iTunes. Yep, exactly. And for me in the immediate future, uh I have a show this Thursday at the Red Room uh uh Thursday, May 9th, yes, May 9th is this Thursday, 7 p.m. I have my show, The Moth, a parody show of The Moth. Hey, listeners, you know the moth. You listen to the moth radio hour. Um, (laughs) My question is, how long can you listen to that without wanting to scrape your own ears out? Well, my show, The Moth, a parody show of The Moth, uh, we, we, we satirize every single aspect that you would see at a typical moth show. So come on down this Thursday to the Red Room above the KGB bar in the Lower East Side. And come and see The Muff. And with that, I think it wraps up another episode of Comedy History 101. Where we school you in comedy. We will be back on our regular schedule next week with a brand new episode. Thanks a lot for tuning in and bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: You're stupid.
0: Happy 5th stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia—you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy history 101.